Welcome to today's Hemp Barons podcast, everyone. I'm host Joy Beckerman, and we have a great guest on the show today. Doug Edge, the vice chair of the U.S. Hemp Growers Association Board of Directors, and he's also senior vice president of business solutions for Farm Journal. Farm Journal has been around since 1877, 142 years of being the nation's leading business information and media company serving the agricultural market, serving farmers. So it's absolutely key um, that this this infrastructure, this existing infrastructure, this 142 years of service to farming in the United States has embraced and taken on hemp in the form of the U.S. Hemp Growers Association. Well, in any event, folks, get ready for a really great interview with Doug Edge. And in the meantime, I'm sending my highest vibrations and wishing everyone and their families good health and inspiration. Well, welcome, Doug. Thank you so much for being with us on Hemp Errands today. Well, thanks for having me, Joy. It's a pleasure to be with you. You're doing such amazing work. First of all, of course, you have this foundation with this long career with the Farm Journal. Farm Journal, which is AgWeb and serves so many thousands, hundreds of thousands of farmers across the United States and beyond, and have also formed with some other founding uh, members the U.S. Hemp Growers Association to serve farmers um, in the this reestablishment of the versatile, valuable hemp plant, which has finally reclaimed its place in the broad light of day with all of America's other uh, agricultural commodities. So first, tell us about your uh, experience and career with Farm Journal and what Farm Journal does, and then I'd love to move right into U.S. Hemp Growers. Sure. And uh, it's really uh, an interesting journey that I've been on myself. I, I'm, so I'm a farmer at CORE. Uh, we have a, a farm in uh, Indiana, just northeast of Indianapolis. And it's been primarily over the years a, a grain, uh, corn, soybean farm. And uh, we've raised uh, livestock over the years and had a few horses and those kind of things. So, uh, you know, my roots are in agriculture. And I joined Farm Journal uh, six years ago. And uh, since then, uh, I now help today lead our, our research and data division uh, that we have at Farm Journal. And a lot of people know the name or maybe have heard of the name Farm Journal, but it's actually a 143-year-old company uh, with roots uh, of delivering a, a newspaper to anyone on horseback within a day's ride of uh, Philadelphia. Is kind of how it started. And today it's really a multimedia data research uh, company. And we really uh, uh, don't get into uh, association building <laughs> or management of an association. But when a group of, of hemp industry leaders came to us and asked for help and, and really felt like with our brand and the heritage it has rooted in agriculture, uh, we could help you know, really legitimize the, the industry and, and bring farmers uh, some good education and, and content that they need to uh, really navigate uh, getting back into, as you described, you know, a, a rebirth of, of a very old crop for us here in the U.S. So we uh, decided to embrace that. And um, I, I was kind of in the middle of all that, I guess, and, and helping uh, us go down that path. We were looking at the hemp industry from really purely a, a content and data standpoint. And when this group came together and asked us if we would help you know, build the association, uh, I, I got to be honest, we thought long and hard about it and whether or not it was the right, right thing for us to do as an organization. And, and then we just felt like, you know, in our core, we advocate for farmers. And if this can be a viable crop that they can put in rotation and, 
and create uh, you know profitability for their farming operation, uh, we need to advocate for that. And so we decided to embrace it. What a blessing to have Farm Journal and AgWeb's participation in this because what we're talking about is from we, as in, and you're part of this now, obviously, right smack dab in the middle of it, Doug, we meaning the, the hemp industries, the, those of us who are so much rooting for and invested in uh, the success and delivering on the promise of this, of this crop. And the blessing here is that we're talking about leveraging Farm Journal, AgWeb's existing legacy and networks and infrastructure that communicates with so many hundreds, tens of thousands and, and hundreds of thousands of farmers saying this infrastructure is already in place. These communication mechanisms are already in place. Let's take it and infuse hemp into it the best that we can. And we started to see, obviously, already great articles um, in Farm Journal and through uh, all of those uh, various platforms. And now, of course, you have the Hemp College, which I'm excited uh, to talk about. But what an amazing um, shot for uh, almost a shot of steroids, for lack of a more appropriate term here, uh, for hemp, for farmers looking to take advantage of adding this incredible crop into its rotation, especially now. And I think the timing is so perfect. Had you come in in 2014 under so much gray area, um, we may have already uh, burnt you out or exhausted uh, Farm Journal and, and so on and so forth. And you may have decided, no way are we going into a, a, an association sort of model here. But with the 2018 Farm Bill, with the complete removal of hemp and it's even THC derived from hemp from the controlled substances and its inclusion in the Agricultural Marketing Act of 1946, legalized as agricultural commodity, that I think um, has helped uh, or, or will help um, for U.S. Hemp Growers Association to not have to deal with the more exhausting, tedious nature of all of the gray areas and complexity that existed between the 2014 and 2018 farm bills and just get this information uh, out to that huge uh, network of farmers. Um, farmers being the heroes here, we've got nothing to produce if the farmers are not putting the seeds in the ground. And as you know, Doug, um, because you've had to come up to speed quite a bit on all manners of, of hemp, and it's a wide spectrum of knowledge to uh, to sort of undertake, and, and everyone, including myself after 30 years, is learning all the time. Um, but, uh, but you see that uh, we just need to get information out there. So tell us a little bit about how the U.S. Hemp Growers Association formed, your partners um, that exist on the founding board now. Sure, Joy. And to your point, you know, you're exactly right. We wouldn't have uh, been to the place we're at if it really wasn't for the work that you and a number of other, uh, what I really consider trailblazers in the industry, uh, helped get us to. And, um, you know, by by changing the laws, by uh, you know, getting state regulatory issues pushed through, uh, really has opened the door to this being a, a great viable crop again for American farmers. So my my thanks, you know, go to you, uh, you and, and the many others that uh, you know, worked for tirelessly for years to uh, to get this work done. And and one of those folks that uh, I know you know very well is uh, is Michael Bowman. And uh, Michael was actually one of the 
the first uh, people that I spoke with, uh, we ran into each other at the National Farm Broadcasters Association Conference, and uh, where Michael was actually speaking about about hemp and and the possibility of this. Um, this was prior to the uh, to the passage of uh, the Farm Bill, uh, when, which changed everything. And he was, you know, speaking of the possibility of this being a good rotational crop for farmers to to integrate into their operations and. And so I made a connection with Michael at that point, and and that's where really the dialogue started with, um, you know, wanting to form an association. There were a number of associations out there, and there still are today, a number of great, um, what what I consider really industry associations. So they're covering all aspects of the hemp industry. They have uh, many folks involved in the supply chain and in product, you know, manufacturers to uh, farmers as well. And so when we looked at the landscape of the associations out there, uh, one of the things that became evident to, to Michael and many others and, and, and myself and, and folks involved in production agriculture was that there was really no grower-centric organization that was really uh, solely focused on uh, the farmer. And when you look at other crops and, and other uh, production agriculture in terms of uh, livestock and whether it be cattle or swine or poultry or whatever, they all have their own uh, farmer-centric trade organizations to help kind of advocate and support and educate members and provide networking opportunities and and all of that. And so hemp really, we didn't feel like, and many others felt like, uh, didn't have that that was solely focused on the farmer. And so that's when, um, you know, Michael uh, introduced me to uh, uh, a gentleman by the name of Bob Hoban, uh, which, uh, for those that don't know, but I'm sure a lot of people listening probably know who that is. But you know, Bob is uh, is an attorney and has a law firm that, that has done a tremendous amount of legal work uh, for the industry, and then also has uh, Bija Seed and International Hemp Solutions, and has his hands in a lot of other uh, hemp uh, organizations, and has just built uh, up a, a great uh, business not only here in the U.S. but across the the globe in the in the industry. And so um, uh, Bob and his team, you know, got behind what we were doing. And then, you know, from there, it really just started to spiral. I mean, we, um, uh, we got uh, introduced at uh, the Hemp Industry Association event to uh, the folks from Hilo Seed, and uh, they wanted to join in on what we're doing. And, and then uh, uh, they introduced us to a, a group called FlexMod, which was working more with farmers on the processing side of uh, creating these modular processing units that they could drop into a, to a farming location and help uh, help farmers that way. And so they they joined in and then it just continued to, to snowball from there. More folks that uh, want to join uh, the U.S. Hemp Farming Alliance uh, group uh, came on board with us and they were an offshoot of the U.S. Hemp Roundtable and they were a very farmer-focused group and they felt like they they wanted to align with us to really get to the next level they wanted to go. So those uh, leaders from that group came in and, and got involved. And, and those folks are now members of the U.S. Hemp Growers Association. And it's just really grown from there. The names that you are saying, I mean, my heart just warms, warms, warms. You start with Michael Bowman, a hero in the hemp space and agricultural space. Bob Hoban, one of my favorite human beings, not just as an activist, as a person. And the same is true, by the way, for all of these folks, in particular, um, Michael. And we just interviewed Bob um, just this week and, and did a, a switch. And he interviewed me for his uh, podcast. But Bob is just amazing. International Hemp Solutions, Hoban Law Group, Bija, 
Um, Hilo Seed, an incredible team, but the first name that comes to mind for me is Christian Gray, just one of the finest humans, you know, um, to think of and who does so much volunteer work for all manners of advocacy and people and farmers. But of course, the World Ag Expo, the largest agricultural trade show in the world, being one of his babies. And we have so much to thank Christian for, for the World Ag Expo's embracing. And you were there. We were there the whole time for those uh, three glorious days. Uh, you know, embracing hemp for the first time this year with a hemp pavilion, a hemp village, the hemp innovation challenge. That was amazing. And then you say Flexmod, another incredible team with Preston uh, Whitfield, who I just absolutely adore. And when you say U.S. Hemp Farming Alliance, I mean that, I just have to say, a incredible, responsible decision. So I, in full disclosure, am so proud to disclose that, of course, I am the an executive vice president for the U.S. Hemp Roundtable, which seed funded the U.S. Hemp Authority. They no longer fund it, but they seed funded the U.S. Hemp Authority, a separate 501c6 trade organization, which is a third-party independent, independent verified certification program for hemp dietary supplements, food, and cosmetics. And by the way, as industries and infrastructure expand, so will that certification program expand beyond ingestibles and topicals into um, many other uh, parts of, of the hemp industries. But the third trifecta of the U.S. Hemp Roundtable, the U.S. Hemp Authority, was to be the U.S. Hemp Farming Alliance. And, and that was formed and born into the world. And the reality is that uh, the leaders of those groups in their infinite wisdom and in their dedication and commitment uh, to farmers and to the plant and into the work that, that we do with our various missions and obligations said, you know what, we just, we just can't take on this third leg and really serve farmers the way they need and deserve to be served. And I love that then uh, the permaculture, as I like to say, economic or advocacy permaculture uh, came along and said, listen, let's work with the U.S. Hemp Growers Association and basically allow U.S. Hemp Growers Association to absorb us. And if I'm using the wrong words there, please correct me, Doug, um, absorb the U.S. Hemp Farming Alliance into this larger group, the U.S. Hemp Growers Association, with so many wonderful people and teams working together to make this a new and strong leading organization for farmers. No, no, you're, you're right. And it's, uh, we're proud and, and very blessed to have all these uh, different organizations and, and leaders. What I really look to is as leaders, you know, and we, you know, and I, and I don't come from the hemp industry myself. You know, I come from ag and and from farming. Although we'll be we'll be planting our first uh, uh, hemp uh, crop this spring here, um, you know, I'm, which I'm excited about. But you know, it's it's been fun to really navigate and, and see. And you know, you can tell. I don't I don't think you've got to be a an expert in the hemp industry to to be able to see who good people are. You know, and and I think these are just some of the upper echelon that have helped drive this industry forward. Uh, you know, and so it's, it really got us excited as, as an organization and, and me myself as a farmer to, to see that, uh, you know, these folks had the passion they did to want to want to do something more, you know, and want to want to really tap into uh, the heart of, of, you know, outdoor agriculture, which is, you know, what we're more involved with. We know there's a tremendous amount over the years of, of indoor growing that has happened, uh, you know, in this in this crop in this plant, but the, really the future of it is unleashed among American farmers that do traditional, you know, outdoor production, 
And uh, that's what I'm excited to see because I think we're just on the very, very front edge of that right now. In such a big way. Farmers first, farmers first, farmers first. And, and I think that is what all of those founding members and the folks cheering you and U.S. Hemp Growers Association on completely understand. And of course, we know that if we are not providing farmers with resources and tools and education, then the entire hemp economy fails right there. Because again, without them putting seeds in the ground, we got nothing. So tell us, can you tell us a little bit about the U.S. Hemp Growers Association Hemp College, which I keep seeing these events um, popping up regionally, although we are sitting here in coronavirus time. Um, and uh, so those e events are probably more virtual right now. But tell us about Hemp College and what the what the intent and goals are there with the Hemp College. So really, it goes back to our, our roots with Farm Journal. You know, over the years, Farm Journal has put on uh, what we call uh, college events. So it's, uh, you know, you'll get college credit for them, but they're one day agronomy events and they're focused around, you know, a particular crop. And we've done these for years for uh, a lot of the traditional, you know, crops like corn and soybeans and cotton and sorghum and, and those kind of things. And, and so we felt like, you know, that's, that's an area that we um, knew how to execute those kind of one day small uh, events like that, but pack in a lot of uh, information into those. And so we launched those last year, um, focused on, on the hemp crop and uh, very agronomy focused too, I should say, because there's a lot of hemp events that, you know, cover lots of different topics, whether it's legal finance, you know, in use products, I mean, those kind of things. And so our events were very focused around the agronomic side of you know, how to raise the crop, you know, how, how to evaluate, you know, your seed selection, um, you know, do you have the right soil type for the right kind of genetics that you want to plant? And, and then, you know, where do you go beyond that to take that, that crop to market, you know, how to contractually you, you um, work with folks. And, and we did touch on, you know, because this is such a unique and different crop, uh, some of the legal aspects and financial aspects of it. But for the most part, Hemp colleges have been very agronomy focused, and and obviously, as you mentioned, uh, we're in this time period where you know every live event has been uh, stopped at this point, and uh, we're we're revamping it now to to make those uh, uh, virtual, and we're getting ready actually here very soon to launch our first e-learning um, hemp uh, educational piece, which we're taking now some of the folks that have spoken at some of our hemp colleges across the country and. And some of the ones that have been very highly rated among our farmers to then create e-learning modules with them uh, that we can make available through the U.S. Hemp Growers Association and through the, the Farm Journal platform. So we're in the process of, of kind of shifting gears and putting our focus there right now. Um, we will likely uh, start back up some live events you know, later this year once the, the coronavirus has, has passed and that's safe to do again. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. We've had some great speakers, some great topics, a lot of learning. And, and that's really part of the mission of the Hemp Growers Association uh, is to provide that education to farmers to really help them evaluate, you know, is, is this even the right crop for my farm? You know, we, we oftentimes will, uh, some people say, well, you, you help me make a decision. This, you know, we're not really set up for this crop and we'd have to invest a lot of money to change our, our practices and our equipment and our operation to to do so. And, and, you know, the, that particular farmer just may not be ready to do that at this point in time. 
Um, so we don't, uh, we don't sugarcoat anything at these events and, and we don't with the association either. You know, we understand that, um, you know, there's risk involved with growing hemp right now. Uh, there's, uh, just like any crop, <laughs> but, uh, there maybe is a little bit more risk with hemp than other crops. And, uh, you know, it's a volatile market. I mean, we're seeing, uh, you know, across the, um, uh, the country here, you know, we're, and this is one thing I'd love to get out, you know, joy with this experience with you is, you know, there's, there's always negative news, right. And there's always negative about every subject there is under the sun. But I know one thing about farmers, they seek out information. And what I don't want to see happen is as they seek this information out and they read these articles about, you know, a particular farmer uh, and their crop going hot and them having to destroy the whole, the whole, you know, acreage that they planted uh, or, uh, you know, they got some bad genetics or, you know, there's, there's bad actors and everything. And we've had our share in the early stages of, of integration of this crop into, into the traditional farming um, arena. And, I think that my biggest hope would be that they don't get discouraged by the negative. There's a lot of positive out there. There's a lot of folks that are doing some very innovative things uh, with hemp and there, and there's going to be more of that. I mean, we're seeing some very exciting um, things being researched and coming to market around, you know, plastics and construction and, you know, all kinds of uses for fiber and, and grain. And, and, you know, once we get past, you know, some of the regulatory things, when, uh, you know, we're uh, approved to feed the biomass to animals and to, for human food consumption. You know, this crop has nothing but upside. And so I hope that farmers and folks, you know, listen to this, don't hear the negative things and believe that there's no future or that, boy, that was a short-lived, um, you know, kind of gold rush, uh, you know, on CBD or whatever, and now it's over because we've really just started. I mean, I just, I think that it's so infant right now and there's so many other uses. And, and even on CBD, I think there's going to be some great new discoveries in the, in the you know, years to come. Uh, you know, there's other things that, that the plant from a nutritional and, and um, uh, you know, medical benefit, I think is going to be discovered and, and created. You know, I'm not going to make any claims here that those things are, you know, we got to be careful. I know on that, but I think it's going to happen. I mean, if I looked into a, into a crystal ball, uh, I think there's going to be a tremendous amount of research done. It's already ongoing. Uh, it's just going to ramp up and we're going to have all kinds of discoveries. And, and this plant is going to be uh, beneficial in a tremendous amount of ways that we're not even thinking of right now. So true. And, you know, and for people like, like me, we've been literally just dedicating so much of our life and our time and our energy because it's so fulfilling and so rewarding and we're so purpose-driven for 30 years. I'm promising you, Doug, that all of those things are coming. There's just no way that we, such a population of people have been so driven for all of these decades to work so hard uh, for a plant. And, and believe me, in the beginning, there was nothing cool about it uh, 30 years ago. You were really exposing yourself either to ridicule or to some type of a suspicion from law enforcement in order to do your life's work. And, um, and it is not for nothing, brother. It is so amazing. And, and, of course, you've set me up to say the list that I so love to say, which is, and, and we can only even touch upon a few things as I, as I exhaust folks with my list. But, 
This plant is here to serve all of the needs of humanity, human and animal nutrition, nutraceuticals, pharmaceuticals, body care, uh, paper, textiles, building materials, biocomposites, industrial sealants and coatings, biomedical applications, nanotechnology. I mean, it goes on and on uh, the promise of this plant. And, and of course, there are other crops out there that are very diverse. And you, when we look at corn and all of the things we can do with corn and soy, and there are other less known crops um, that have a lot of versatility. The issue is that while some of these crops look like hemp, uh, when we take hemp, particularly, let's say the fiber or the stock, and we look at it under a microscope, and, and oftentimes now, because we didn't have this technology 30 years ago, to look at hemp on the nanoscale, we see that it is much different, uh, much more strong um, uh, in so many ways. And then when we look at grain, lots of, lots of very nutritious grains out there. Having said that, none that match the dense nutritional profile of the hemp seed. Um, and we talk about it so much in this show, the highest digestible form of protein and so on and so forth. So um, it is most definitely all coming. And boy, was I so happy when I realized that hemp, because I believe that, you know, I, I get spiritual at it. Hemp picks people, it, it picks organizations, and now it's picking the whole world. But boy, when it set its sights on the Farm Journal, I knew we were, we were going to be fast moving here because to have the Farm Journal take it on and take it on in the way that it has. As you said, Farm Journal is not a business of trade associations, for goodness sake. It made an exception for this exceptional crop and this exceptional opportunity for our farmers. It's just pretty amazing stuff. And of course, there are different levels of membership, multiple levels of membership uh, for the U.S. Hemp Growers Association. And one of the things that we appreciate so much about it is the affordability, the ability for a farmer to enter or a student or a government or academic member who really wants to, and we need them, as you know, Doug, to have access to the good and vetted information. So for a grower, somebody who actually has a license or permit to grow hemp or is growing it under someone else's license or permit, $100 a year for annual dues for our farmers. I mean, this is really a very low entry to get hooked into U.S. Hemp Growers Association being run by some of the most amazing hempsters um, that the country, that North America, and in fact, the planet actually knows. Uh, student members, $75. Academic and government members, only $150. We're talking about annual dues. And then, of course, there are associate, affiliate, and other allied members with different structures uh, beyond that, of course. It's just such a noble thing to make those dues so that they are not cost prohibitive and, and would not advance the mission that I know U.S. hemp growers um, is, so, is so very important to carry out in the best and, and highest integral way uh, that it can. So you said that hemp college, there are some electronic or virtual classes coming out. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, we'll have um, we'll have some e-learning classes, and then we're looking at doing some full uh, one-day hemp colleges online, uh, like we would do, you know, in a normal one-day live event. And we're uh, we're actually working with a couple of different groups on that. Uh, there's actually some universities and some folks in some different uh, geographies of the country that have asked us to to help coordinate some of those for their particular uh, or customize them for their particular curriculum that they want to. Uh, want to promote. And so we're looking at some of those opportunities as well. 
Oh, am I so excited to have an offline conversation with you about this. This is the stuff that lights up my entire brain and body. I've got hair standing on end. This is the mission. So fantastic. And of course, they're reaching out to you. This is so great, Doug. In our remaining time here, um, and it's just so wonderful to have you on the show, is there something that you that we've missed or something, a message uh, or call to action or some other piece of information that you want to make sure our listeners know? I think uh, the biggest message, Joy, that we can we can promote as an association and, and uh, you know, as our role at Farm Journal and trying to push out good, good information uh, through our, our media distribution platforms. And I know you mentioned agweb.com. We've got a whole uh, section there dedicated to uh, to hemp. Uh, we have it as a, listed as a, as a crop with all of our other crops there now. And and then uh, U.S. Farm Report, our TV show, and Ag Day TV uh, is our daily uh, agricultural focus show. And then AgriTalk, our radio program. And we're, we're dedicated to covering um, hemp and, and covering it in a in a positive way. And, and as I said earlier, I think, you know, my biggest fear, and if I could just, you know, reiterate one message and one theme from this today is, is we have a lot of, of positive runway ahead of us for this crop. And, and I think that, um, you know, I, I just don't want farmers to get discouraged by, you know, uh, a negative story here or there or an issue and, and seek out good information. And I think, um, you know, make sure that, uh, you know, who you purchase your seed from and who you're, who you're using for agronomy advice and all that they've you know got a track record um they know what they're doing there's a lot of folks like yourself that have got many years of experience in in growing this plant and caring for it and uh taking um you know good responsibility for it to to get it to uh, uh an end state and and beyond harvest and marketed and and i just would encourage folks to really seek them out and uh, I think we've got, and I think we've got that on our board of the U.S. Hemp Growers Association. I think we're, you know, reaching out from there, and as we bring on memberships at all different uh, levels, obviously we're more uh, core about farmers. And and I didn't say this earlier, but you know, to make this a grower-centric group, we have a 15-member board, and eight of those seats have to be controlled by farmers. So that that really helps us when we're talking to folks and whether it be in DC or at a hemp college to say, you know, we are, we are, we have no hidden agenda. We're not pushing and and farm journal certainly doesn't have a hidden agenda with anything regarding the the industry. So, you know, we're, we're there to provide the best information we can. And I just would encourage folks to, to seek out those credible sources. And if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is the old saying goes. Um, But that's, that's really it. I mean, it's been great being with you. I appreciate your, your time today. And, uh, and all the efforts that you've done here for the industry too. Well, we can't wait to have you back on, Doug. So grateful for your involvement and dedication to this crop, for Farm Journal's involvement, and uh, everyone who wants to get involved with the U.S. Hemp Growers Association, all of those links will be on our site. Please do check out all of those offerings and go to agweb.com as well and check out the, uh, the hemp section. Doug, I'm very much looking forward to doing more great work with you. We're just getting started together, brother. And thank you so much for being with us on Hemp Errands today. Thank you, Joy. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 
Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has can of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects Network. Network.